Welcome back to Relax with Animal Facts. I am Steph Wolf, and today I am going to be learning with you about our furry, scaly, or possibly even slimy friends. And in today's case, it is definitely going to be a furry friend of ours because we are covering the oh-so-wonderful meerkat. This, of course, is a special listener episode dedicated to Cassie, who wrote in, I believe, via Instagram. I still am not able to check, but Cassie, regardless of how you wrote in, thank you very much for the fantastic suggestion of the meerkat. This episode wouldn't be possible without you, and this podcast wouldn't be possible without each and every one of you out there joining me every week to learn about these creatures. In today's case, I am very excited to learn about this cute and furry little guy. So let's go straight into a review that is coming all the way south of Canada, where I am, where Beluga King 15 writes, I love this podcast so much. This is so nice for sleep podcasts. So thank you for this amazing podcast. Those are some very kind words coming from Beluga King 15. Thank you for taking the time to write. If any of you like the show and it helps you in some way, one of the biggest ways that you can help to support the show and keep it going is to leave a review if you listen through Apple podcasts. Of course, if you don't leave a review, that is totally okay too. Your listenership means the world and doing things like that is not something that is expected or any of that kind of stuff. For those of you that don't know, and honestly I'm not really sure how you would know considering that I am currently locked out of the official Instagram page. I haven't been able to really post updates or any of the like because of it, but I just graduated my schooling. It is the first time that I am pretty much out of school since I could remember. So after I am done recording this, I'm going to be going out to celebrate with a couple of friends of mine because it has been a busy few years for me, and and I know that it hasn't just been a busy couple of years for me, but I'm sure for many of you out there listening, whether you're constantly busy with schoolwork and studying, or long hours at the office, or at your job, or maybe you're raising a family and spending a lot of time with your family, these are all things that are wonderful, but I am glad that all of us can take just half an hour every Monday to explore an animal together, explore a habitat together, 
almost like a little 30 minute getaway for all of us, which is, uh, which is something I am so grateful to be a part of. But let's cut to the chase. I am going to read you guys where I got these facts from, and then we can get to the part of the show that everyone is waiting for. So I got my facts from LiveScience.com and Animals.SanDiegoZoo.org. For those of you that are long-term listeners and remember some of the first episodes, I never knew whether it was live science, live science. I used their resources quite often, and I would always have to say live science or live science. At this point, I think I have doubled down on live science, and I hope that it is right, so I will continue to do so. But there I go off on a tangent. Again, if you want to learn more about meerkats and I'm sure many other really cool animals, you can visit those resources. I will link them in the show notes if you want to learn more, and I encourage you to do that. So now let us transition to the point of the show in which we are going to relax, take a load off, unwind, and we do that oftentimes on the show by sort of going through our bodies. Maybe it is our head that is tense, maybe our shoulders, maybe our legs. You might be surprised to learn just where you carry tension, where often you didn't check. So, for example, your shoulders or your head. And in my case today, it is probably around my face and my head. Maybe I'm just smiling a bit too much. I got to tone it down a little bit. One of the reasons that I don't do video episodes every week, not only because it takes a very long time and I don't have a production team, but you guys would just have to be looking at my big old grin the whole time. Because whenever I talk about the show or I talk about certain aspects of an animal or read a review, I'll get this big stupid grin on my face and sometimes I'm sure you can hear it in my voice which I hope doesn't bother any of you. But what I want you to do is to go through your body and realize where you're carrying that tension and do your best to relax that tension with me as we go into the deserts and grasslands where meerkats reside. So first, why don't we talk about what a meerkat even is. Well, it is a cat-like carnivore, and they are a part of the civet as well as the mongoose family. They are identified by their long bodies, their short and very flat ears, and their signature ability to stand on their back feet. These are one of the things that come to my mind right at the start when I think about a meerkat. It is standing up straight, looking off into the distance, 
And this makes them quite the charmer in my eyes. They are so adorable to look at. And meerkat coats can be gold, silver, orange, or even brown. And they will often come with dark patches of fur around the eyes. And they are relatively small animals. They weigh about as much as a squirrel, and they will be about 25 to 30 centimeters from head to rump, and their tails will add another 19 to 24 centimeters. So their tails can be fairly long and add a good amount to the height or the length, rather, of this animal. But its true length, aside from the additional tail, is that 25 to 30 centimeter, or 9.75 to 11.75 inches. And these animals are found in the deserts and grasslands of Africa, including southwestern Botswana, western and southern Namibia, and north and west South Africa. They can also be found in the extreme southwestern areas of Angola and in the lowlands of Lesotho. So they are not exactly spread out, as you would say. They are not in Canada, the United States, many places in Europe or Asia. They are mostly found in Africa, as we just learned. And we have covered many animals, I believe, as of recent, that are very solitary in nature, I suppose, with a few exceptions. But meerkats really, really like company. They will live together in very large groups, and several meerkat families may live together to form a community called a mob gang or clan and i like thinking about a gang of meerkats so in the future this is the term we're going to be using and such a gang of meerkats can include from just three of them to up to 50 of them now that's not a gang you would want to mess with and according to the natural history museum the mob's dominant female leads the group. So here we have a sort of matriarchal system of hierarchy in terms of leadership, which is always interesting to see in the animal kingdom. We have covered many animals that use a male-dominated hierarchy, with the exception of, for example, bonobos or elephants or animals like that and it's always interesting to see some of the animal species break away from that sort of structure that we get very much used to on the show just as for example when we have a difference in solitary animals and animals that love to commune together, such as the meerkat. So here we have an animal that is already very unique and super cool. 
They will live in intricate tunnel systems underground called burrows. And these burrows will be used to stay safe from predators and keep them nice and cool during the hot days. Now, this is something that I would love to have here in Canada right now, at least in the part where I am. It is so hot. I'm not sure if many of you have been experiencing a heat wave the past couple of months, but it has been absolutely brutal. And I don't even have a thick coat of fur like the meerkat does. So I'm glad that they can make burrows to keep themselves not only safe from some mean predators, but also keep them cool during the hot times. And of course, they are in Africa. They are not in Canada. So I'm sure it's even more hot there than it is here. I am just a Canadian in my little bubble of always cold. So when we get just a little bit of heat, like a true Canadian, I jump at the opportunity to complain. Now, one burrow can have as many as 15 entrance and exit holes that can reach up to six and a half feet or two meters deep, according to the San Diego Zoo. So here we have meerkats following a sort of fire safety code rule where they have to have all these different entrances and ways to get in and out, which shows that they have a really big talent for being able to maneuver around their environment and to build smart structures that can withstand having that many different entrance and exit points. Unlike other burrowing creatures, meerkats will live in more than just one burrow. They keep several, actually, in rotation. So you have here meerkats having different homes. They got the beach house. They have the cottage. They have the main house. They always have a large selection of them, which I think is really cool. Every morning, meerkats will leave their burrows and start their day with grooming or lying in the sun, basking in the sun, and during the rest of the day, they will do their best to forage for food. And one meerkat will watch the group of foragers and alert them if a predator approaches. Isn't that just so cool? This kind of sentry is relieved and replaced every hour so that everyone has a chance to forage. So you have meerkats not only being cool architects and so you have here meerkats not only being very good architects but also being good at security and guard duty. The meerkat really knows how to live. 
But these are things that are legitimately amazing when it comes to survivability. Communication between one another in a species can be vital to their survival. If the meerkat that is on guard, on duty, sees a predator and alerts other members of its gang, they can save their lives. Now, although they are considered carnivores, meerkats eat more than just meat. Their diet includes lizards, birds, bugs, even fruit, and according to National Geographic, they will also, on special occasion, treat themselves to scorpion. Now, how would you like that if on a celebration, say it's your birthday or anniversary, that you go somewhere nice to eat and you order yourself a plump scorpion to enjoy with your friends and your family. Well, I am very grateful that this is not a custom, while traditionally here in the West, to treat ourselves to scorpions like meerkats do, but I'm glad that they find their way to celebrate. Adult meerkats have some immunity to the venom of the scorpion, so scorpion stingers are of no issue. However, instead of allowing pups to learn by trial and error and risk receiving a potentially life-threatening sting, the mothers will cut the tail off of a scorpion before feeding it to her young. That is awesome and something that is not completely out of the realm of human mothers. Maybe some of you out there cut your children's vegetables because they don't want to eat them and maybe they want to cut them up just a bit smaller so it doesn't look as intimidating. Maybe a broccoli without its stem is akin to a scorpion without its life-threatening tail. The stem of that broccoli was my number one enemy when I was growing up, but now I love broccoli. So kids out there listening, eat your broccoli. It's good for you. Of course, as long as you are not allergic to it. Now let's go into some cool little facts. One of them is that meerkat mothers can nurse their young while standing on their back legs. Now that might not seem that impressive to you when you think about human beings being able to nurse while on their legs. We have to place ourselves in the position of a meerkat where standing on its back legs is not exactly how it likes to get around. So we have to give some credit where credit is due. And a dominant meerkat mom, as we learned before, the hierarchy at the very top is going to be that dominant female in the group. Well, that dominant female will force subordinates to nurse her young for her, according to a 2013 study published in the Journal of Animal Behavior. 
so the dominant meerkat mom can point and say, you are going to babysit and nurse my kid tonight. And she doesn't even have to guarantee them a scorpion for their duties. So this is something that I don't think any other species we've covered on the show does, which is very cool. And the meerkats have a special membrane cover on their eyes that will protect them while they dig. They don't want dirt and different sorts of debris flying into their eyes. So we've covered many animals that are specifically in the water that have this adaptation. But the meerkat has it too. So for the final fact of the episode, the name meerkat. How did somebody come up with this name? Well, the word was applied to the small South African mammals by 1801, probably by Dutch settlers, who seemed to have applied the word to a variety of burrowing animals, perhaps via folk etymology of a native word. And here's something that was written by Annie Martin. And Annie writes, The little meerkats were surely created for the express purpose of being made into pet animals. Certainly, no prettier or funnier little live toys could possibly be imagined. Nearly every homestead in the Karoo has its tame meerkat or more likely two or three, all as much petted and indulged and requiring as much looking after as spoilt and mischievous children. And Annie Martin wrote this in Home Life on an ostrich farm in 1890. So we see that the meerkat not only captivated our hearts, today or tonight or whenever you're listening, but it also has been captivating the hearts of many for what seems like over 200 years, which I think is fantastic. Today was a show that really made me learn a lot, considering the fact that they are so, so unique from many of the animals that we've already covered. If you want to learn about an animal on the show and you want to send a request, you can do so and I plead with you to do so because I want to hear your animal suggestions. Send an email to relaxwithanimalfacts at gmail.com or send a message to relaxwithanimalfacts on Instagram. I really, really hope that I will be able to access my Instagram shortly, but of course it's not really up to me. But regardless, for those of you that support the show through YouTube, through Patreon, however you support the show, I am so grateful and your contributions do not go unnoticed. And I hope that we can make a big difference with this podcast in the lives of many through future charity work and things like that. 
But that is the future and to be seen. I hope all of you enjoyed this show because I sure did. And I hope you will join me on the next podcast episode with the next animal. Take care.